Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the CJJC Show. Embrace the controversy. Stay for the biased takes. This is the Divisional Round. And the guys don't have their teams playing this weekend. So the emotions are high and the takes are going to be even higher. So sit back and enjoy the show. Now it's not responding. It's recording in progress. There it is. Welcome, everyone, to the CJJC show. <laughs> Running on a toaster, like always, on my laptop. Uh, how you doing, guys? We got Christian and Colby, as always. How you guys doing? Doing pretty well, you know. Uh, making some making some travels, but uh, doing pretty well. Looking to uh, look forward to, to Champion and what we got ahead. I'm over here being a very, very, very happy man today. I was working and I got the news. Um, you know, Greg Roman getting ready for Whopper, 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 Junior Double, Triple Whopper. You're heading your ass to Burger King because get your ass out of here. Greg Roman's out, everyone. And the Steelers stuck with Matt Canada. So it's a win. The win all around. Um, that was not but on, <laughs> on, on a serious note, Greg, that's my departing last stand here. Greg, I, I, I really I truly thank you. You're one of the best run coordinators to ever really handle this game. Like you settle out record breaking season back in twenty nineteen on the run game. You settle out and you you really you really did change the game. However, you didn't change from there. You stuck with that mindset. You didn't adapt. And that's where, unfortunately, your downfall came. So, Greg, I wish you the best. Thank you for the, you know, the time you had here for, you know, seasons. But it, it just came down to you really, really, I don't know why you had the mindset to do checkdowns every single play, especially on third and long for no goddamn reason. So, Greg... I salute you, brother, but you're out, brother. This is a new realm. Lamar's staying in Baltimore. He has a decision on the next OC, so life is good in Charm City. <laughs> and, uh, Colby, you don't get to see uh, Christian's background right now. Uh, Christian's <laughs> background is uh, the classic uh, Peter Griffin meme where he's holding the Denny's menu and everything. <laughs> so I think uh, I think that's a fair send-off for him right there, Christian. That's beautiful. Um <laughs> Also saying something that's beautiful, Christian, you concocted an amazing parlay last week with the That's Do list. That's Do hit, baby. It did pull through at the at the last minute buzzer. Uh, actually, I think it was the first scores. You got two, right? Two scores. Yeah, I, and I hit, he hit in like the second quarter, I think, so of the Sunday night game. They, they all hit within the first half, if I'm not mistaken. So life was good, baby. Yeah, we're keeping the that was just for the wild card too. So you know we got three more rounds of cooking up those bad boys. It just gets harder and harder from here though. Um, so yeah, folks, uh, we're gonna go ahead and get these games going. And as always, uh, Christian, I'm gonna have you lead us through the FanDuel lines and everything because I don't have it up and yep. I'm already running on a toaster. I got it. 
All right, everyone. We start off with the Saturday game. And Jaguars at the Chiefs. The Chiefs are an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. All right, Colby. Jaguars at Chiefs, eight-and-a-half-point favorite. What do you got? I don't know if you heard them. Yeah, no, yeah, I heard it. Um, Man, I mean, the Chiefs are obviously much better, but I'm going to take the eight-and-a-half with the Jags. Like, Doug Peterson, this is the Jags, like, they're, they're dangerous in this game. They're like they've already exceeded all expectations for their season. Like as I like to use the term, they're playing with house money. You think Doug Peter eight and a half? The Chiefs I think win, but I think this one might be close just because Doug Peterson he's an Andy Reid disciple. And he's gonna be pulling all kinds of tricks out of the bag. Just throw it all out there and go for a crazy upset. A man with nothing to lose. That's pretty dangerous. All right, so Colby's out there tallying around America's team, the Jaguars. <laughs> Um, America's AFC team, I should say, the Jaguars. Um, I'm going to go ahead and stick with them as well. A lot of people have been bringing up some interesting coach debate coming up here and everything. Doug Peterson being the prodigal son of uh, Andy Reid coming from that same coaching tree. He got the ring in Philly when Andy couldn't do it. So it would be interesting to see if Doug Peterson shows up and uh, beats Andy Reid. I I think that would be very fun to see. Team is definitely not stacked as well as the Chiefs is, though. So I think eight and a half is a lot of points. I will be taking the Jags as well. Christian, what are you feeling? Um, So now, obviously, Baltimore is out. um, So my AFC pick is wrong. Um, I think the Chiefs are going to win now solely itself. I think we kind of forgot how dominant the Chiefs are, but I will be still taking the Jags to cover because the Chiefs don't cover. They they, they have not co- I think they're like they've covered five out of the last seven. They haven't covered five out of the last seven. All these games they keep their opponents close. Eight and a half is a lot, especially with Dougie in town coming off that Andy coaching tree. Give me the Jags. I think they, 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 they keep it close, but Chiefs still pull it off essentially. Um, it's gonna, it's gonna be interesting how this goes down because this could be the only game Arrowhead only hosts this because there's a possibility if the Bills win they have to go play at Mercedes, so maybe Arrowhead goes out with a bang with their fan bases. Um, and Trevor, Trevor has the Moxie baby, he has it, and uh, I love the Waffle House move he did. I thought that was sick. <laughs> it's a baller move, um, but. I'll be taking Jags, eight and a half. Yeah, I I feel like just giving us – I think that's a lot of points. It makes it seem a little too easy. I wonder what Vegas is thinking that – they probably think the Chiefs roster, Andy Reid off a bye, you know, the usual things that I hear Colby say all the times about the Chiefs. (laughs) Um, But uh, I guess mainly the main question is, is I feel like why we all bet on the Jags is do we all think that Trevor Lawrence can't have another – half of football that was that bad yeah (laughs) oh we hope not because you can't do that against the chiefs like you you can get away with that with the chargers i don't think you can get away with that with the chiefs at all um so especially because i mean we've seen it before because the texans got up 20 to 0 that one afc championship game in the Chiefs came back and won that. So you got to play a full ball game against these guys. Yes, but no lead is safe with the Chiefs. That is true. No lead is safe. But they haven't been playing their best uh, 
football of, of late. They have been challenged by the Broncos and Raiders before they came into their bye week. So some slight pause for concern. And this is a Saturday game. So, and apparently, for those who don't know, Trevor Lawrence is somehow undefeated on Saturdays, uh, including his college career, and I think high school, too, it said. Yeah, no, everything, everything, high school, college, and NFL. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is great. Right. So, I mean, right, we, so. yeah, it feels like, yeah, just adding on to the no risk of our bet right there, you know, this feels like the risk-free bet that they can really this, get. Yeah. Yeah, no, and we were all on Jags last week, so I could that team yeah, riding again, yeah. and so, yeah. So, Giants yeah. at Philly. This one's going to be a doozy, boys. I have a feeling <laughs> this one's going to get a little rowdy. The Philadelphia Eagles are a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. All right, Cole, take the st- you can take this lead on this one. Seven-and-a-half. <laughs> Seven and a half for Philly. Nine and a half? Seven. Jesus Christ. Oh, seven and a half. Okay. Sorry. Um, man, this I kind of feel very similar about this game, even though I do think Philly's much better. I almost lean to the Giants and the points because they played them close in that weird game with their backups at the end of the year. Is Jalen Hurts really 100%? I feel like he's probably going to be fine. I think Philly wins. Um, but this is, again, tough to beat a three team three times and all that. Like, this feels like the Giants can keep this very close. Maybe I'm overvaluing their upset last week, but I like the Giants plus seven and a half. All right. <clears throat> I really want to take another underdog here because I came into this game with Philly questions a lot. Last time the Giants saw them. It was what pretty much a game where they didn't care about and Philly was like, you know, so and so they're just trying to get their gears back. So I am going to take the Giants to pretty much cover that because mostly I don't believe in Sirianni and Hurts after they also have playoff struggles. And it is a very biased opinion of me because I just don't really I kind of have to pick the lesser of two evils right here. And if the Giants win, then it makes the Minnesota loss look not as bad. And especially if they win the NFC, you know, which they might start slowly turning to my dark horse for them. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take the Giants because they're going to carry the respect of the Vikings on their back for the whole rest of the day. <laughs> oh, God, we're uh, team riding the gang because I'm taking the Giants and the points. I cannot. <laughs> I can't trust Philly. I cannot trust Philly whatsoever and i'm rooting for philly because i will be in philadelphia super bowl weekend so there could be a possibility you know just be downtown go crazy philadelphia eagle fans even though i hate philadelphia eagle fans i mean they're annoying but hey it'd be cool to take part one night but i just their their defense worries me the injury to jalen hurts worries me because we still have not gotten a clear response on if he's fully healthy or not it's been quite um an underlying problem that some people kind of surface on Twitter. I've seen like it's we don't have a clear answer to where his shoulder lies right now, and if it's a sprain, it's that thing's gonna linger. That thing. <laughs> so, Giants, they look good last week. Recency bias is playing a lot in my mind right now. Daniel Jones had the best QP performance last week, 
And that is insane to think about. Like, you mean to tell me that guy <laughs> played all star level? League passing defense in the league, you know, worst passing defense in the league, but you know. But he looked fearless. You know what? Okay, you know what? I hate to say it, but Daniel Jones is giving me is giving me 2012 Joe Flacco vibes right now. <laughs> The man is balling out when he shouldn't ball out whatsoever. And Saquon, Saquon looked like old Saquon there too. That man, even though the holes were like wider than the Grand Canyon, that dude was just running around, spinning around. It was cool. It was awesome to see. I'm like, wow, Saquon's having fun out there, man. It was sadly against the Vikings. I hated that part, but <laughs> um. Give me the Giants and the boys. I'm going to ride the boys running the hot hand. And Philly didn't look good last time they played it, even though there wasn't too much along, but Philly still had to play a little bit because there could have been a possibility they lost that one seed. Yeah, and that was against the Giants C-Squad because, remember, they yeah. rested that game so they could play the Vikings fresh. Uh, yeah. You know, the Vikings, I wish they would have done the same. Maybe they could have came out a little step fa- uh, faster. Colby, you got any thoughts on this game before we move on? I mean, I do like what Christian's saying there, the comparison. The Giants do are a franchise that has the weird, uh, you never know, when they just go on a crazy run, but you don't least expect it. Um, I do, like I said, I think I said on Monday, they have the good karma built up from beating the Patriots those two times also. So, like, yeah, no, I mean, I I like that. I do think Philly is a much better team. I do think Philly is going to end up winning even though the potential is there for an upset, but I, I just get think it's a lot of points for a game that could be pretty close. Uh, but I yeah, do think Philly will take care of business eventually. That's a lot of points. So I, I was thinking, too, I'm like, that's something to have. That's a little disrespectful, I think. I feel like, too, especially just because I feel like in a playoff game as well, like I, I just like every team's gonna throw their best at you. The only team that almost got beaten off their cover was the Seattle Seahawks, I think. Um, so, and uh, so here's my last question before we move on. For which coach, whoever which coach wins this game, which one is the bigger legacy game for them? Nick Sirianni or Brian Dable this week? Dable, Dable. You're going with Dable. I, I was Sirianni. Like, who are you saying? Like. I mean, it's more important for Sirianni because, like, Philly, he has way more expectations now that he's won. Brian Dayball is already, like, the darling level of the league. If he wins this game, he has to, like, put add to his legacy. But, like, this is a huge game for Sirianni. I think. Like, he's got to have this one. See, I feel like if Dayball, if he wins this game, this will not only is he already cemented as the coach of the year, but he's already throwing himself into the like legendary Giants coaches ring that he's in right there. That's why I like this question because yeah, Nick Sirianni he got his hand, he got his butt handed to him last season to the Bucks. Tom Brady came and showed him, you know what it was all about. So if he comes out and he loses this one to Dayball as well, oof, this one this this will start putting a stinger. People have questions about Jalen Hurts in the in the playoffs. Uh, remember, he has to go ahead and re-sign this offseason. So that's going to start speculating, even though they're probably it's like a 90%, like 99% chance they're going to re-sign him. But if he loses this game, you know the Philly fans are going to throw some doubt in there, you know, because let's all point to Carson Wentz. 
when he went off, he signed that deal and then he fell off. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be, I feel like Giants and Jags both playing with house money, guys. It's And Jalen, I like that point because when you started going on, I, I was thinking about Carson because Philly fans, they're notorious for being absolute toxic and just switching up on their players on a freaking snap, dude. It's ridiculous. That's why I, I don't really like their fan base because of that. They're passionate, yes, but they are probably one of the most toxic fan bases out there just because they turn on their players so fast. And if Jalen Hurts goes out here and loses his game, these fans are going to turn on him, especially the ones that were originally pissed about that pick originally. And then he kind of won them over, and then they're going to go right back to getting pissed at him again. It's just Mm -hmm. the hypocrites that are going to go at itself. And Dable, Dable's going to be a legend if he wins this game. Even if they don't go to the Super Bowl, he's going to be put up there. Giant fans have been in so much hurt over these past couple of years that, like, even the taste of the NFC Championship game, and they're like, this is his first year. That's what they're going to be like. And this is his first year, yeah. legacy game. You are cemented. You won us over already, over the moon, 360 and back. So – that's what we I like joke this, about this. Uh, we joke about the Eli Manning comparisons with Daniel Jones, but uh <laughs> like this is year four. This is year four as well, just like Eli. This is like, this is all it's playing out way too well. Like so I saw that today, like it, another fact that pointed it out, like, yeah, this is year four. They're like they're this is all happening again. It's like if, if the Giants and the Giants win this, dude, like <laughs> I I can't think we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be sitting here three weeks later going. Daniel How do we miss out on this? How do we NFC? not think about this? Like, <laughs> is Daniel Jones the best quarterback in the NFC? That's what we would be coming does, back to ask. Does that's Daniel, the, that's does, the question I'll be bringing to you guys. Does Daniel Jones get a max contract <laughs> if he wins the Super Bowl? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's getting that Eli money. <laughs> Colby, uh, you're laughing at that statement of Daniel Jones being elite. What are, you, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, if he, like, wins the Super Bowl, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I said, like I said on Monday, like Daniel Jones, obviously because he's not in the AFC. When you compare him to the other quarterbacks in the NFC, like is he better than Kurt, Dak, Goff, Stafford, like Kurt? Kurt's in this, but like all those other guys, like I don't know if he's a better quarterback, but he is bigger, stronger, faster. Like he is, like his athleticism is like a, a unique trait, like combined with his size. And, like, that does, like, help him a little bit, even though I don't think he's, like, that's your quarterback. All right. Well, there you go, folks. That's all I got for this one, man. This yeah. these, these two games, it's crazy. The spreads are this big. And, obviously, house rides on both of them. So, there's a huge yeah. meme alert potential as well that's coming it. in. Yeah. Both playing the house money. So, might as well keep riding with it. Oh, yeah. All right. So, we start Sunday, which is at a 3 o'clock uh, kickoff. Uh, the Bills are a five-and-a-half-point favorite. And this one is the one that's uh, – where is this played at? This is in uh, Buffalo. This one's still at Buffalo. Yep. And five-and-a-half, Colby, for the Bills. Man, um, this game is going to be so unique, obviously, for so many reasons. And, like – this really does feel like the battle of, like, who wants to – unless the Jacks pull a shot for on Saturday, like, who's going to take the shot? The Chiefs. Like, they're dueling to see who's, like, the next big quarterbacks in the AFC. 
Like, this is legacy stuff for Burrow and Allen, potentially, if they continue at this pace. I mean, five and a half, just again, I don't want to take all the dogs, but it just feels like too many points. Like, even though the Bengals are missing some linemen, and I don't feel nearly as confidently about them beating Buffalo in a playoff game as I would have a couple weeks ago, I think it's a go-either-way game. And five and a half just feels like too many points for the Bengals, considering the Bills' potential to be sloppy, like how they barely beat Skylar Thompson. I don't understand how it's five and a half. I'm I'm going to actually say I agree with Vegas on this one. I I think I I like the five and a half with the Bills. I actually like it a lot. Um, I'm glad it's not the seven and the eight that we saw. Uh, I like five and a half because I think when you saw the linemen go down Jonah Williams for, and we're already highlighting the offensive line problems. Today I saw a fun, great stat about how Joe Burrow has been, has had good fortune in the playoffs. That's what he's been saying. If you should remember, this guy had five chances to win a Super Bowl. He had five chances. He punted four times and then turned over on downs. And then it was, uh, and then you all the sacks that he's had, those are still quarterback stats. There you got to remember that sacks are QB stat. Aaron Rodgers doesn't like to get sacked. He, he, he doesn't, he would just throw it away. Yeah. Well, he also on a mattress full of crystals. Hey, so that, that's something that we that that's also something we learned today. <laughs> so, but I'm going with the Bills because I think Matt Milano will be a name that we'll be hearing a lot this game. I think he will be very. I think he's going to be very productive. I think he's going to. I think Joe Burrow is going to be struggling. This defense is going to be very emotional. I think because everyone already thinks the Bengals should have won this game the first time. You know, and I think this defense, despite losing their safety, they got to show up and uh, answer those critics, especially Josh Allen. Hey, right about that. This is a huge moment. All right. Where do I even start? Okay. So, <laughs> okay. So, both of these teams, obviously, both of them should not be feeling good coming to this game because. If you're looking from the Bills' perspective, Josh Allen has become very, very careless at times, and he's making reckless decisions, but that's the good and cons of Josh Allen. Josh Allen will make these plays, and yeah, he'll be he'll be all over the place making these fancy dances, you know, throw, shot off the rocket type of arm throw, uh, running out the pocket, all sorts of sense, but then that comes with the cons of you kind of did see that last week where he just kind of fumbled the ball and just slipped out of the hand when he was trying to make a play. And it's just these in the interceptions too. They were like, Josh, like, what are you doing, man? And it seems like with the Buffalo Bills playbook, it just seems like it's either they they don't have a short and mid game. It's only a deep game. Like it, it, Josh Allen's only throwing these like long guard of throws, and you don't really see too much of those, you know, short midterm throws. Like it's, it's and I was seeing Bills fans; they were kind of losing their mind on Twitter about that. They're like. Dude, we're all, we're about to get beat by Skylar Thompson right now. Skylar Thompson could have won that game, honestly. Like they had a shot, and that's insane to think about. Like the Dolphins, I thought they were dead. They were down 14 seven minutes into the game. <laughs> You're like, oh, it's gonna be one of those games where I just sit on my phone and scroll through TikTok while the kind of game goes in the background, and Tony Romo just strokes Josh Allen schlong the entire goddamn game, dude. Tony Romo, shut up, bro. Like I. 
you're you're starting to get on my nerves now, man. It's like he's like, oh, I can't end like this. Shut up, Tony. Shut up. <laughs> Every snap's uh, an important snap. Every snap is. Every that- snap's an important snap. <laughs> Tony, God dang it! Let me watch the goddamn game, man. God. Um. Now to the corn balls. There we go. Oh, baby. How are you going to let Tyler Huntley outduel Joe Burrow? <laughs> How do you feel good about yourself that you almost lost to Tyler Huntley? If that fumble didn't happen, you guys were pinned down. The defense pinned your asses down that entire second half. And everyone's like, oh, Joe Burrow's amazing. Joe Burrow won the game. Joe Burrow didn't do shit that game. He threw one touchdown pass. That's and that's like, 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 I, I don't think much people are talking about that. Like, everyone's sucking off Joe Burrow, especially the clip where he wore a bucket hat. And he's like, oh, Joe, cool. The dude wore a regular outfit with a bucket hat, all right? I don't <laughs> want to hear this. Like, he's always oh, so cool. Oh, let me touch Chris Collins' opposite elbow and walk right past. Shut the fuck up, all right? And then you guys. Just generally, generally almost lost to Tyler Huntley-led Baltimore Ravens after all week. You guys were talking about all oh, this, you know, your Super Bowl that previous week itself coming out, same by Eli Apple. Oh, hello, Eli Apple. Back to the world itself. That burnt toast apple crisp. To the... <laughs> that dude got toasted by Demarcus Robinson. So glad glad to see Eli Apple's back in the picture, and the Bengals lost their under uh, uh, tackle itself. So now they're down three starter linemen they had, and we were getting to Joe. Joe was under pressure the entire goddamn game. We they they called they were calling soft penalties too. That call that's that penalty where they call roughing the um the punter that was soft as I don't know what barely touched a man, and he called that. And the Bengals fans were booing all this other stuff. I was like, bro, you got like you guys, you guys are just doing this because Tyler Huntley is freaking outdoing Joe Burrow. You just can't admit it. So <laughs> give me the Bills five and a half. And DeMar's gonna be at this game too. Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be energies wise. Uh the team of destiny vibes are gonna be all time high. Cornball is here. Oh, it's done. It's done here. And I cannot wait. Beautiful speech as always, Christian. Um, I got a couple fun questions for this one. Colby, though, what are your thoughts? I mean, I have always enjoyed Christian's rants. I know he uh, has a very strong feeling against the Bengals. And I do respect the Ravens' defense. It's not like he was playing scrubs and he was struggling. Like, that is one of the best defenses in the league. I mean, Kenny Pickett barely could beat him in time. So, like, <laughs> you know how great he is. So, um, but, no, I mean, that is a fair point. Cincinnati has been struggling. I don't, like I said, I don't have a great feel for it. I just feel like Cincinnati is a little disrespected with the five and a half. Like, like the question said, though, they both are not coming into this game off their best performances. Sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, Kobe, I didn't know you'd be taking shots like that while you're driving as well. I didn't know, uh, didn't know that was a safe thing to do. Yeah, I'm just saying. Ravens defense is good. And Kenny Pickett's also pretty good, I think. Oh, uh, you think? Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> cannot, I can't 
I cannot wait until we draft away Kenny's best friend at Jordan Addison, wide receiver out of yeah, USC, because Kenny was on the Pat McAfee show today going, oh, I hope we draft uh, Jordan Addison. Like, God, dude, you already have George Pickens, all right? Stop being freaking greedy, all right? Stop. <laughs> you guys aren't drafting a wide receiver. Oh, Colby, what are your thoughts on that? That Kenny Pickett wants uh, his best friend from college. I mean, I understand it, and it would be cool. I do love Jordan Addison. I think he's a good dog. Um, but realistically, it's not the biggest game. Like, the receivers aren't really the problem. It's the Matt Canada of it all who's coming back. But whatever, he was at least a little better down the stretch. And, like, they need a tack. Like, I may be a little upset if they – not necessarily to play other players, but I mean, I, they should draft a tackle. Like, they really, really need a tackle. Not – uh, Jordan Addison. I'll, I'll be cool with it if it happens because, like, I will be lit, but it's not It's not the biggest deal. So, uh, Cole, right. what are your thoughts on this, guys? Hang on. The fact that the Ravens were able to uh, get, rid of, get rid of Greg Roman today, does that mean the Ravens are already one step ahead of the Steelers for next season? Are we already <laughs> more confident in the Ravens' offense for next season than, than no. the Steelers' Matt Canada-led offense? No, not at all. Are you sure? Because you sound like you're like, Colby's, like, Colby's, okay. Colby's about no, Colby is kidding. putting up the fake face meme right now. He's putting the smile on the the smile mask over the tears meme. That he is lying out his ass right now. He knows he knows the Steelers are set back one year at least because of Matt Canada. <laughs> you hear that, Cole? Not the last one, Clark. He said the Steelers are set back for at least another season because of Matt Canada. <laughs> I mean, that's probably a little bit true, but <laughs> I do think, but, but like, to Matt Canada's credit, like, the offense did at least get better down the stretch, even though it still wasn't great. And his play calling, I still don't like. But I will, like, I do understand, like, not wanting to switch Kenny Pickett's system, like, literally his second year in the league. Like make him run all their system after he just he just got through all the rookie learning humps. So I get it for that reason, even though it's kind of dumb. But no, the I still that the Ravens are not one step ahead. They don't even know if their quarterback's gonna play for them. And even if he does, he's not gonna we play do. the last five or six games as of recent history. And uh you never know who their coordinator is. They could hire someone worse than Greg Roman. Not saying that they will, but you know, <laughs> it's kind of hard to do. It's kind of hard to do at that point, Cole. It's a pretty, it's and, pretty uh, low ball right now, man. It's a pretty low ball. <laughs> All right. So, okay. But a couple other questions that don't deal with the Ravens or Steelers now. Back to the Bengals and Bills. <laughs> no, and that's I, I enticed it for a reason. I, I know it's very entertaining. Um, we got a few more minutes left on this first part before I have to send another link. So, uh, here we go. First question. Which game is this bigger for the proof that they're the second best QB in the league for? Josh Allen or Joe Burrow? Who needs it more? I think Josh. I think, oh, go ahead. I think it's Josh just because the separator from two to three isn't as big as one to two. So you need that second mark to you know excel your game because you're going to want to go against Patrick. This is the game right here to pretty much essentially have that 1v2 on that next game. So, and Josh has been obviously been comparably a lot more to two. So, and it's a lot of pressure. 
and the Bills have high expectations. They were the Super Bowl favorites at the very beginning. But but there is the fact that I think for the past 15 years, it wasn't it wasn't until the second Patriots Super Bowl. But the I think the second Patriots Super Bowl, that was the last time the favorite at the beginning of the season won the Super Bowl. Ever since that, no, the super the favorite at the beginning of the season has never won the Super Bowl, and the Bills were the favorite this season. I think it's just a lot more pressure on Josh. Right, Cole, you're up. Yeah, I I totally agree with everything uh, that Christian just said right there. It's definitely more pressure on Josh. It's like like on top of everything else you said, like the, them being the favorites all year, all the heavy expectations. Not to mention out like just the crazy like roller coaster season that he's had and like Burrow's just been farther like because Burrow already made a Super Bowl last year like when no one expected to not saying like there's not pressure on Burrow obviously but like because he's already been to the Super Bowl he's been farther like there's way more pressure on Allen who's also played for longer but has also but hasn't been to the Super Bowl just like the Bills this feels like a lot of pressure for this to be their year it's not gonna get easy well, remember, at the preseason, <clears throat> I saw this on First Things First, so I'm not going to take the credit for it. Uh, Nick Wright brought up, it was like, in preseason, we have to remember, all the headlines were either Josh Allen was going for MVP, uh, Diggs was coming out saying they have to get the Super Bowl, and then everyone calling these guys the Super Bowl favorites, uh, hands down. I don't know if we here said that they were our favorites, hands down, but I'm pretty sure they were on top of our lists on the power rankings a couple times. So... It, these yeah, guys, ESP, ESPN had them down the throat. Yeah, I was about to say, like a lot of me, a lot of team, a lot of it was crazy when like they were bringing up those headlines and stuff. And obviously, uh, you know, the guy that brought them up on there was a Chiefs supporter, so he was just having fun with it. But uh, I guess here's the fun, more fun question though: It's going to be which which one doesn't mean more for the coaches uh, for Sean McDermott? Or uh, Zach Taylor to win the Super Bowl this year? Uh, I'll start this off. I think Zach, because the Bengals fans are already pissed at him last week because they almost lost to Tyler Huntley. Like, the the actual realistic Bengal fans I saw on Twitter, they were like, we should have lost this game. And what the fuck, Zach? What what are we doing, man? Like, you got to switch up the tempo. You got to do all this stuff. And I just saw a lot more Bengals fans hostile towards Zach. And Zach really, like, isn't the most, like, markable coach. So he's already, like, he's already on that boring stance. And, like, I think he's on a shorter leash. Um, So I'm going to have to go with Zach. Colby? Um, but you can make some good points. Zach Taylor has had some, like, big decision-making uh, gaffes at times. So I think this one is a little tougher. I'm going to say McDermott, though. Just because, one, all the reasons you said before about all the, the Bills' expectations and the fact that they haven't been as far. But I'll spin it in a different direction also. He's also under pressure because he's defending the honor of defense and the defensive head coach because he's the only one left. Everyone says, oh, you got to have an offensive head coach. Like, the only way he goes offense. And literally every other head coach left in the playoffs is an offensive coach. McDermott has the pressure of defending defense and its reputation. For all defense head coaches out there, uh, you know, all the Mike Tomlins, Robert Salas, Bill Belichick's of the world. So that's added pressure because he's got to defend the, defend the name. 
Wow, I like that. I, I'm for me, I'm with I'm leaning more McDermott just because uh, you know, team of destiny, like Christian was saying at the beginning of this for the Bills, you know, team of destiny and the Bills to finally get one to have that parade in Buffalo. That would be uh that'd be something to see, you know. All right, so for the next game, we have the final Sunday at 6 o'clock, the battle of the 90s, the battles of that memeable fan base. 49ers, Cowboys. Um, it's at San Fran, and San Fran is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I don't think this line has moved at all. No, I don't think so either. I, I checked this game out too when it first came out. Uh, Colby, you want to kick us off? 49ers coming out three and a half, he said. Yeah, I mean, I'm. this is an exciting game. This is going to be – this game will probably have the highest rating just because, like, the two-story franchises, Sunday night game, like, that's going to be a good one. Um, I mean, I took all dogs, so I've got to take the Niners here, not just because of that, but, like, this line – I don't think it's too much. Like, I think that's about right. Dallas does have the talent and obviously the upside to play them close or even beat the Niners. But I was wrong on the Cowboys last week. I've been more of a believer in them this year. I still just can't fully trust them against this loaded Niners team. I think they might keep it close. But Shanahan, and this, the Niners are just such a juggernaut, like especially on offense. And our defense is obviously great too. Like, yes, it's a big spot for Purdy, but like, there's no reason to not believe in him with everything they have and how he's played. So, like, I think the Niners win. I'll take him minus the points. All right, Cole. Well, I'm, <clears throat> I'm glad you finally give Brock Purdy his flowers. You know, it starts to sl- – it's just slowly showing that you care for him through your tough love and everything. <laughs> uh, it's always hard for him to show show that. But uh, I will be also – I'll be taking the Cowboys because I like the fact that they ended Tom Brady, you know? I'm pretty, and that was a good way. They lived up to expectations. Uh, Mike McCarthy, man, he has he has a chance to do something legendary here. Uh, imagine being the Cowboys coach to take them to a Super Bowl and the Packers to a Super Bowl. And that's that's legendary talk right there for Mike McCarthy. We like we, we make fun of him. And like Christian has the original meme that was supposed to be Mike McCarthy, and this just you know the Ravens shirt over it. But yeah, that. That's something that we got to be careful of. And I, I don't think they're going to make it all the way, but I do want to say that I would love to see the Cowboys come out with this one. This defense, they were humming. Even though Tom Brady was looking a little rough, he was a six-round pick, and now they're going up against a later-round pick. So I'm going to go with just simple draft projections. You know, the Cowboys are breaking streaks. They ended Tom Brady's. They're won since the first road playoff games of the 90s or something like that. My it's new air we're talking about with these cowboys. So I'm gonna go ahead and take the new air. I don't know what you breathe in, Colby. I'm in a I'm in a tough spot right now. Ah oh, God, both of y'all are freaking picking the opposite. I thought both of y'all would have freaking pick, and now I'm here just saying, God damn it. Um, but let me talk about the cowboys for a second. Zach, you actually looked good on Monday, even though I did fall asleep uh, about halfway through the first quarter. Um, I, I fell asleep. I'm sorry. I, I had a feeling the game was going to go nowhere, honestly. And I had to go in office, of course, on Tuesday. And I just fell asleep halfway through the first quarter. And I woke up uh, 
right as uh, this, I think that last drive Tampa did, and I saw the score, and I went, what in the world happened? And then I saw Maher missed uh, four extra points. That is a big worry. The man has the yips right now. That is a big, big worry I have right now with them. <sighs> but I'm really, I'm really afraid that Colby just gave Brock his freaking flowers now, and Brock's gonna come out and shit the bread. So I'm really, <laughs> the Colby curse might hit the Niners. Oh, I'm gonna have to take. I'm gonna have to take the Cowboys now. I'm gonna have to take the Cowboys at the points just because of the Colby. I really want to take the Niners. I hope I'm wrong here. I hope the Niners blow them out. I blow them out the game. I want the Niners to win it all right now. I love that team. I love Brock Purdy. I love Debo. I you. The whole defense is swaggy. Nick Bose is playing out his mind. He's a point five second faster now. Just because of an arm position. Did y'all see that? Apparently, sports science did that because Nick Bosa got a nutritionist and he uh, now also changes up his stance. His stance now, he is 0.5 fast, five seconds faster now. And they did a whole sports science of it. If he was that fast, he was in the Super Bowl, he would have got Patrick Mahomes on a crucial play uh, that would have got the Niners pretty much in good, better field position than they had at the end of that game. That's and I'm just I'm like, this dude is insane. He's playing out his mind. And Nick, shout out to Joey Bosa, because Joey Bosa had the complete opposite of what that man had of his brother last Saturday. I was like, dude, how do you, your brother just balled out and you're over here screwing your team right now, dude? Not a good look. Not the best of look for uh for Mama Bosa, probably out there stressing out her mind because of this. Um, But back to this game. This is going to be electric. I have a feeling this is going to be an electric game. And I just hope Brock doesn't come out that first half and because it could get a little ugly if Micah. Micah is a dog, like always. It's like you're going to have the two, two honestly, arguably two of the best pass rushers in the league this um, this season right now. With Parsons on one side, Boson the other. Dak's playing solid. This, this is going to be a rumble. Um, and I hope Niners at Niners, I really hope y'all the Colby course doesn't get to y'all. I'm praying you're under my shoulders. I'm gonna have to take the Cowboys just because that points, and I think Niners still win though. I'm hoping. hoping. <laughs> All right, Colby. Thoughts on everyone running away from you as always in the crucial moment. I mean, I just think like guys are a little over dramatic with how wrong I am. I have to do that. I have a couple curses. And then, oh, like, they curse everyone? I don't think so. Um, tell you about who I didn't curse when we get to our final thoughts, but Brock, Brock Party, like, the team is also just a super team. Like, I think, I don't think it's be going out of a little crazy to say that I'm riding with the Niners today. Like, come on, man. Let's give them some respect. Uh, so, uh, what do you, what is your main, you said that you're going, you're probably leaning towards roster, though, finally, right? Is that the reason why you're picking the Niners? I mean, yeah, like, and I just trust, like, McCarthy's a good, fine coach, like, at this point. Like, it's proven people wrong. Like, I still, Shanahan is a better coach. Like, they have a better overall roster. Like, Brock is balling in the system. And I just, like, the Cowboys are just too unreliable, man. As talented as they are, like, I can't see them, like, I mean, they could have, if they have an A game, yes, they can definitely win. But, like, 
cannot trust that they will. Um, we're forgetting the biggest weapon that Mike McCarthy has is the watermelon. He has not brought out the watermelon this year. (laughs) And if we come out of a video on Sunday morning of Mike McCarthy smashing the watermelon that night before, (laughs) put the house on the Cowboys. Put the house on the Cowboys. I'm not sure if Mike is saving the watermelon in case of next week, but I would do the watermelon now. And see the Cowboys, dude. Colby, I understand where you you have those trust issues with the Cowboys, but that's why I was saying, man, this is new air. You just gotta sometimes you just gotta breathe it in, right? You gotta just breathe in that new air. And I think the Cowboys they're starting to do that. Um, Christian, like we started this episode, uh, you were three for three on your dues list. The gap gets smaller this week. You only get four games to pick from. Uh, are you, do you have this do list ready? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. All right, let's sit, sit down. Here we go, folks. Um, so first of all, this first entry, this man is the most goddamn do man on earth right now, and I will be putting a separate bet of this man. Probably I might put two hundred on him separately just to score a touchdown by himself. Travis Kelsey, the man is. He hasn't scored a touchdown in about the past five games. Um, so I know and sprinkle on a little Travis two plus TDs as well, because we know once Travis gets one, it just kind of explodes on over. Um, so hoping for a big ball Travis TD. Then we go to the second most do man on earth right now, and that is Stefan Diggs. Diggs is due. Big. He almost had that TD last week, and his foot was out. It was clearly on outside the bounds, and the Phil's fans are kind of losing their minds. They was a touchdown. I was like, and McDermott almost challenged the play, and I was like, dude, that, oh. that's clearly his foot. His foot is clearly out <laughs> the line. So I don't know what you're doing there. And then third, this one, this one's the one I'm like a little bit hesitant on budge because I just don't know how the injury is. But I will be taking Jalen Hurts anytime just because it's that, that QB sneak is unstoppable. If they're on that one, two yard line, it's just push him and he's in. So we have Travis Kelsey, Stephon Diggs, Jalen Hurts for plus 519. Um, I like so how you, uh, you didn't even touch a running back this week. Last week was all no, running backs. No, and this time we, we're like all the- running backs last week. We're going, we're going to pass game this week. I like that. That's yeah, a good one. Uh, I was about to say, uh, I like how you threw in the QB sneak because I think almost, almost, almost every game had a QB sneak in it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Like, I know the Vikings like the did most it. unstoppable play they have. So, yeah. yeah, and every game actually, yeah, every game had a big QB sneak moment in it. Your game, my game, even though Kirk Cousins did it to a more elite level, uh, we got what's it called? Who else did it? Jags, I'm pretty sure. I think, yeah, Trevor. No, yeah, J- J- it was for the two point. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, Trevor point. Lawrence yeah, went yeah, over yeah. with the the long, the giraffe arm that he has. And Dak Prescott, he did a sneak, but he was yeah, with Peyton Dak Manning. He did the Peyton up. Manning yeah. play. So, yeah. um, and it was funny enough. So, I, 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 I put a parlay for Dak and Tom to hit that uh, rushing touchdown. And I was like, oh my God, the Tom sneak's going to come eventually at some point when I woke up. That just didn't happen. But Dak somehow got that. 
Uh, but let me, let me let me let me rant a little about the Tyler Huntley QB sneak for a second. But what uh, Tyler? What were you thinking? Tyler, you're you're at the two yard line, like and everyone's behind you to push you. You don't go up. We get. Why did you go up? You're not supposed to go up. That's what I said. <laughs> I told Colby that was the most heartbreaking moment that I saw on live time. Like I felt like I felt like that pain. I was like, because remember, they're almost. I almost see them as another like team to root for when my team's out. So when I saw that drive, I was like, there's a chance. I have another team to root for. And that was the most brutal 14-point swing I have ever been a part of because that was just <laughs> I, I, I was, the only thing I could think about was Christian's devastation. He knows this. I wasn't was even mad. I laughed at it. I <laughs> <laughs> I laughed at it because <laughs> like, how do you do that? And then I got mad, of course, because the goddamn Burger King commercial comes on after you constantly your dreams go whopper, 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 whopper. Yeah. Uh, Colby, you got any final thoughts wrapping up into this uh, playoff divisional round? I mean, I'm looking forward to these games. These are all some very exciting matchups. Um, I'm glad that Brady is gone. I know that's not a good final thought about these games, but it's just nice to not have the dark, menacing cloud of Tom Brady looming over the playoffs. That that definitely makes it fun. Um, and yeah, like it's gonna be it's gonna be an exciting weekend. Lots of proof for a lot of people. All right, all right, Christian, what are your thoughts on this slate and everything? I was um, it was not from this week, but from last week. I was thinking if the Lions would have made the playoffs and they would have played the Niners, oh. I think the Lions would have been the biggest competition to the Niners. That would have been Genuinely. a fun game. I <laughs> that would have been a fun game. No, completely different scenario. But this week, this week, absolute fun of a slate. We have to take it in, really, because we only have next week of the championship and then Super Bowl, and that's it everyone it's it's come and go already and i i i'm i'm already starting to get sad about it and really just start taking it in and tom brady will be a las vegas raider next year so oh so you think he's a raider huh you think i think he's a raider i think he's a raider baby i'm completely in agreement that's what I think too. Because Kobe thinks he can't goes out on he can't, Brady he's can't not going go out, out on that. No, day. he's not going out like that. You can't take a, a competitor like that. The man literally got divorced because he loves football more. Like he, you can't take that competitor to drive out you like that. Especially going out like that, ain't no shot Brady's done. There's no shot. He's done with the Buccaneers, I think. Oh, they fired their OC. They fired uh, Brian Leftwich. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they fired Brian Leftwich. So, um, yeah, they, so they, I. I think they're done. I think I I think he's done with the Bucks. I think he's starting a journey, and I think it's with the Raiders because I don't really see anywhere else that really could probably uh, Tennessee. Eh, but I think I think it's the Raiders. The Raiders look. The black is probably gonna look good on him as well, like that the black and silver. Him and Devonte, it could be a revival and a mechanism. Like we'll we'll see we'll see. But that's let's go Bills, baby. You see, my final th- my thoughts for this game slate here, and these are our official final thoughts, guys. Remember that you got you get a, you get an official one. This is just for the games here. Um, there's been some there's been some good sports news and everything, and uh, <clears throat> my for the games and everything. 
I like how all these NFL script writers, man, they're on point. Let's just one last time. Let's break it down. You got Doug Peterson playing against his mentor, Andy Reid, to open up the playoff round. And then you got the classic rivalry, Giants versus Philly, NFC East. That's, you know, everyone loves that. And you got Babel and, you know, Eli Manning 2.0 going on right now. You got, obviously, the game of destiny because of what happened with uh, Hamlin. And then, yeah, classic, like, 90s. It's a 90s classic, Cowboys and 49ers. <laughs> you know, this this game, this week, it's it's the script writers, man. They're just on point on this one. Also, um, I also forgot to mention, if we think about it, if let's say the Cowboys and the Eagles win. The Eagles and the Cowboys have not played either both games with both the starters. It, it, it was Cooper Rush versus uh, Jalen Hurts and then um, Dak Prescott versus Gardner. We haven't seen Jalen versus Dak, and I just feel like the NFL scriptwriters are just sitting there Waiting on licking their chops for an NFC NFC East championship game. I just have a feeling. That oh my god, I would that would be first of all as a fellow NFC representative, uh, I'd be disgusted if the NFC East just completely represented the NFC. Cowboys would do would be lit though. Come on, that would do numbers. Oh, it will. It will do insane numbers, and I'll I'll be sitting right in front of that TV. And I'll be enjoying every moment of it because they're going to be playing all the flashback moments. It's going to be like, oh, let's look at 1989 when the Cowboys and the Eagles played each other. And it's like, what? The, who cares? I'll just get back to the real game. But, um, <clears throat> dude, like, you're right. Scriptwriters are just on point right now. And then <sighs> promise Prince, man. What if the Prince does it? What if the Prince of football does it? If if Trevor Lawrence pulled off the upset next week, Jaguars win the Super Bowl. No one will stop me on that narrative. No one will stop me. If the goddamn Jaguars, who were not going to make the playoffs initially, won out, beat out the Tennessee Titans for the AFC South, beat the Chargers, pulling off one of the greatest comebacks, even though, oh, hold up, talking about the out Michaels. Oh, Michael, I got a, I got a bone to pick with you. Now think oh, come on, man. Like, he was trying. No, 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 no. Screw you out, Michaels. You didn't give us a good freaking commentary game because you got boring old Tony Dungy right there that probably just makes his biscuits and jam every single goddamn morning because he sits there and just talks and just doesn't commentate. And now Michaels is over here like talking like this comeback is like nothing. I was falling asleep. I was like, come on, put some energy in it, Al. Come on. So that was just a quick phone I want to pick. But if Trevor goes into Arrowhead, pulls off the upsets, oh, baby, Duval is going to lose their mind. Gosh, I, I wish there was a way where Duval could have hosted the AFC Championship. That would have been – that would be insane. <laughs> when you but... think about how the, Cow- how the Cowboys can host the NFC Championship? Can they? <laughs> Yeah, because of the Giants win. That'd be that'd be crazy too. <laughs> see, but and that's also another NFC East rivalry too. So if the Giants still pulled it off, it's mainly the Cowboys. If the Cowboys pull it off, this game's gonna be insane. All right. Colby, before you say your final thoughts, how about them Wolves? Only lost to you by four points last night. Oh yeah, the Wolves played very well. It took like if Jokic didn't have like a historically great Jokic level performance, the Wolves would have beaten us. They've been looking better lately. 
Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. Like 36, what are you, like 36, 11, and 13, and he only missed one shot or something? Yeah, you're a gay man. On the road. On the road. better. Right, I've been uh, I've been I've been slowly rewatching and I've been slowly trying to get back into the NBA as NFL starting to wind down and can you know actually concentrate on the NBA a little bit. Jokic, if he goes MVP again, he might be the least talked about three time MVP that goes back to back to back. I just have a feeling because no one really talks about him into that nature. Yes, he'll say his MVP. It's but it just seems like a different type of tone once talking to him, just because I guess it's like personality isn't like you know all out there but the dude is a dog like yeah. he, he makes the team so much better it's ridiculous or yeah no my wolves man playing better as of late and i'm slowly getting into the nba as well because obviously it's good that they're playing a little bit better because the vikings they uh they were winning and the wolves were bad and i was like dang I know that moment's going to come in the playoffs where I'm going to have to start watching these guys again. And uh, here we are. And still lost, but, you know, we, I can live with that. So now, everyone, official moment for final thoughts, Colby. All right, well, you know, I go here for time to time, but I just it just keeps getting better. A team that I did not curse, the Beam team. Right the we beam. all love the it Beams. Keeps rising higher and higher. They are third in the West. Oh, we're over halfway through the season. The Join Kings the are cards. third in the West. Join and they the just, I don't know if you, I'm sure you all saw, they beat the Lakers by five in L.A. Mm-hmm. last night and had the people in the Lakers crowd, they were chanting, like the Beam in Los Angeles. Like, so I got a, I got a question Lakers. about that. Yeah. I, so what what exactly does that mean? Like, why do they it's say a literal because... beam that they shoot up from the built from their arena? No shot, really? <laughs> yeah, it's a beam yeah, that no, they shoot time, up from the oh, arena. I can't believe you know that. Yeah, every time the Kings no, I... win, they have like a bright ass purple beam that they shoot up <laughs> into the sky on the top of the stadium like a marvel. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's amazing and that's <laughs> awesome. That's I have because, like I said, I haven't really been paying attention to NBA, and then I saw that the Kings are freaking third, and the guy they, I was like, "What did I miss? What did Mike Brown do to this team? Like what?" The Sabonis trade, man, it's panned out better than we thought. Aaron <laughs> Fox has been incredible this year. It's been awesome. All right, um, I'm going to go ahead and do my final thoughts real quick. And while we wait for Christian to return and get the liver his, my final thoughts, man, I can't talk about the Vikings anymore. And I want to move on. Colby, you kind of stole mine, actually. I had the beam team listed up on here. But uh, depending on what I'm hoping Christian, I might have a bonus final thought, depending on what Christian says. But mine is going to be the Thunder because, uh, I have been paying attention to some Shea Gilgis Alexander. That dude has been balling. SGA, always been a fan of him. And uh, I know our friend in the group chat, he would appreciate some love as well. So, Thunder, man, they're keeping it scrappy. Uh, if I'm correct, they're sticking around as well in the Western Conference hunt. Yeah, I was about to say, they're sticking around right now. Yeah. Um, my final thought is that um, Bronny, Bronny's been kind of stepping it up a little. I'm not sure if it's just because ESPN is shoving down his highlights down our throats, but I've been seeing out the highlights. The dude, like at the beginning, like a couple years ago, I was like, uh, he's kind of like average himself. 
he's looking a baller now. So I'm not sure if he has any offers in where he stands at this point. It's a senior year, correct? Uh, what? Bronny senior. Is this his Bronny senior's year? Yeah, it's his senior year. Like, where's that man gonna land? It's because uh, if you go on a 24/7, I think it's called 24/7 Sports, where you can see this like national rankings. He's not that high up ranking. He's not. They, so for you to say that he's been hooping more is probably a good thing because uh, there's been. I think it's like Mikey Williams and all that. Like there's some dogs up like, on uh, the top. There's some dogs. Yeah, there's some uh, dogs but, up on the top that aren't being talked that, about because of Bronny. So, and also, also for another find out who, when the right guy they mind on Lakers keeps thinking Russell Westbrook to finish off a game with the ball in his hands is still the best idea in the goddamn world because I this man like. He, he misses every goddamn shot. Why? Why? I miss the old Russell. It really hurts. It really purely hurts because seeing that man average a triple double and have his NPC season was one of the craziest seasons ever, dude. That dude was insane, falling out at OKC, and now where he's at now, it's it's truly depressing because he used to be one of my favorite players, and like now, what? Like you, you get scared when he has the ball in his hands. Why? Because he's gonna break the goddamn shot. That's just a quick final thought. Dang, Christian, your final thought actually ties into mine perfectly because talking about players, that's devastating, sad to see go. Today was the Ronaldo versus Messi game. I don't know. I'm surprised Christian didn't say this. Both of the guys scored in the first half. And uh, Ronaldo, as he plays his first game for Saudi Arabia, it's been nice knowing you, buddy. Uh, please have some safe trip. You'll probably be treated like royalty up there, like a prince yourself. But... Uh, mm-hmm. You'll be playing with literal sand clowns. So, and enjoy your so enjoy your time over there, man. He's gonna be literally playing with the um with the little characters from Star Wars that had the the, the hooded figures that stole all the scrap parts. He's gonna be playing with those type of players out there because that's the last time that's the last time we'll be seeing Ronaldo on national television until the next friendly for whatever they have. Or we might see the occasional that team might win their their leagues like title or some sort because they're like one out of like five teams in their league so Ronaldo it's, it's nice knowing you but I'll smell you later buddy yeah so I thought it was cool that they played dough and everything but uh yeah everyone <clears throat> there you go Colby one last question though I know we did all our final thoughts well we see an NBA power rankings coming up soon with all this NBA hype starting to gear up to it yeah so I'm just thinking we can either do it Thursday or like next Thursday or if you want to wait one more week, we can do it in between would, the week in between the conference championship yeah. and the Super Bowl. Yeah, the Pro Bowl. That's what I was going to say. That's probably the best one to do it there is with the between the week. Right. Yeah, we just bang out a whole NBA episode. There you go. That's some good stuff, everybody. Uh, yeah, good stuff. Woo. Thank you for listening to the CJJC Show. If you want more content, follow us on Instagram where we post weekly pickums and other social media whenever that happens. Also, keep a lookout for our Pick'ems list so you can join in on the takes and all the fun. Peace out.